I am Nancy Lynn Westfield, Director of the Wabash Center. Thank you for joining me for this selected reading. This original blog and all my blogs can be found on the Wabash Center website. This audio blog is entitled, Teach More Can and Less Cannot. Experienced teachers recognize the need to continually learn about art and the craft of teaching. With the aim of improving our own teaching, a group of Wabash Center colleagues and I set out to observe classrooms beyond typical higher education settings. Our first session was with a museum docent. The plan was for our small group of colleagues to meet the docent, then along with a group of first graders, take a tour of a featured exhibit. I was very excited about the museum tour and the first graders. A museum docent, volunteer, or staff is a person who leads tours of exhibits in museums. The docent has interest in art, might be an artist themselves, desires to interact with people who come to the museum for the experience of the art, and desires to assist persons to discover their own interpretation of the artwork. Docents are guides who help museum visitors better see the artwork. Our docent was named Anne-Marie, not her real name, but for our purposes, Anne-Marie will be what I call her. She had been a guide, teacher, trainer in this museum for more than 15 years. The colleagues and I arrived at the museum before the first grade class. We were greeted in the lobby of the museum by Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie was a white woman, mid to late 50s, with a cheery disposition. She gave us a brief overview of the museum and talked about her responsibilities as a docent and docent trainer. She said she liked her job and that she had started as a volunteer and now she was on staff. She said that during the quarantine, the museum, like all others, had gone dormant, but now with a mask requirement, they were open for business and had a regular schedule of visitors. The first grade class arrived. My colleagues and I stood in the side as approximately 25 African-American children ages six and seven, along with about eight chaperones, likely parents and aides, quietly filled the museum lobby. The group entered the museum like people would a library or church with a kind of quietness of spirit and anticipation. Anne-Marie instructed the group to take a seat on the floor I watched as the children under the guidance of their chaperones made three orderly rows. The children were talking quietly and waiting for the tour to begin. As I watched the children interact, I had pangs of remembering field trips from my elementary school days. Those memories reminded me why I loved learning and why I wanted to be a teacher since childhood. The chaperones standing placed themselves at the edge of the group and kept a watchful eye. I noticed a young white woman sitting on the floor in the third row. She sat with the children, relaxed, and talked calmly with the children seated around her. She was the only white person in the group of children and chaperones. As I observed, I thought this likely the first museum many of the children had visited. I was glad these children had the opportunity to leave the classroom for learning in the wider world. I felt my heart open. Anne-Marie approached the seated children and began her presentation. She was welcoming and cheerful and quickly started her speech. Her speech withered though into a series of questions meant to prompt specific answers from the children. The children were instructed to raise their hands and wait to be called upon to answer her questions. With each question from Anne-Marie, multiple children raised a hand to participate. 
Once Anne-Marie finished with the question and answer portion of her presentation, she informed the children she had instructions for how the group should navigate the exhibits. Anne-Marie said in a dry and disciplining tone to the children, she said sentences like this, quote, please do not run, please do not touch any artwork, please do not talk when I am talking, do not walk on the stairs without holding on to the handrail, do not leave the group, do not wander, do not speak when I am speaking, do not. With each do not command spoken by Anne-Marie, my heart sank, I cringed, the experience of wonder, art, creativity, and interpretation was becoming an exercise in compliance, obedience, right doing, and rule following. At the end of the long list of rules, the children were still quite attentive. Anne-Marie took a long dramatic pause. I suspect she was trying to reinforce the point that these rules were important. During the pause, the white woman sitting on the floor in the third row raised her hand. When she got Anne-Marie's attention, she stood up. The white woman stepped out from amongst the children so all could see and hear her. In this moment, I realized she was the teacher. Teacher said in a firm tone, quote, class, I want you to remember what we talked about while we were preparing to come to the museum. Remember, we talked about all the kinds of things you can do. Who remembers what we can do? Teacher paused for the children to think and respond. Several first graders raised their hands to signal they had answers. Taking turns as they responded, the children answered saying things like, we can look with our own eyes, we can enjoy what we see, we can ask questions, we can appreciate the colors, we can talk about what we see, we can see the pictures, we can see what there is to see and then talk about it. We can think about the pictures. We can see what artists draw and paint. We can say if we like it or if we do not like it or both. We can look at all the different kinds of art. Teacher responded, yes, to all of those, very well done. Teacher looked at Anne-Marie and said, we are as interested in what we can do as what we cannot do. I was relieved that teacher had spoken. I was grateful that teacher advocated for her students. Teacher had a clear vision of the kind of learning experience she wanted for students, and she spoke up for that experience to happen. Learners, children and adults are formed by the theories, concepts and lessons of the classroom. They are equally formed by the ecologies, experiences, relationships and rules which frame the learning. We learn as much from how we are treated by the people and by the institution as we do from the curriculum materials. The brilliance of teacher in advocating for the learning of her students was that her advocacy was not meant to provoke a confrontation. Teacher's advocacy did not hinge upon telling the docent that her methods were unwarranted or even biased. Teacher had prepared her students for an experience of curiosity wonder, exploration, and discovery. When the docent tried to diminish that experience to an experience of no, cannot, must not, should not, do not, teacher intervened by making use of her authority and her voice. Teacher had authority because she was the teacher. Teacher simply, elegantly, and forthrightly used her voice to reframe the rules and signal to the class 
that they were free to learn, expected to explore and be free. On behalf of learners, teacher, I say to you, thank you. A special thanks to Dr. Paul Myrie. Paul is Senior Associate Director of the Wabash Center, composer of the music which frames this audio blog, as well as the sound engineer. Thanks to Rachel Mills, my audio blog producer. The Wabash Center is fully funded by Lilly Endowment Incorporated. This is Nancy Lynn Westfield. I'm just saying. <laughs>